The Doctorpreneurs Podcast with James Gupta and Dr. Greg Goodman. Transatlantic perspectives on the latest and greatest topics in healthcare innovation. and welcome to the Doctorpreneurs podcast with me, James Gupta, and Dr. Greg Goodman. James, such an honor. Really excited to launch the Doctorpreneur podcast with uh, your team. Uh, really uh, love the work you guys are doing and excited to continue to inspire the entrepreneurial physician community. Thanks, Greg. We're also fans of yours. Um, really great to be doing this with you. So I guess we'll launch or start off with our Ignite section. So every week we'll kind of share a, a funny story or fun story and a quote. So this week is uh, one of, I think, both of our fan favorites, or uh, Richard Branson, and he's got a quote here. To me, business isn't about wearing suits or pleasing stakeholders. It's about being true to yourself, your ideas, and focusing on the essentials. So I love Richard Branson. I'm a huge fan. He's a, you know an incredible visionary and dreamer and excited to launch the show with him. Yeah, I mean, we were, we were picking out different quotes and I think it was obvious that we had to go with someone like Richard Branson because he's just a philanthropist and I think just as a person, he's one of these guys who speaks a lot of sense and despite all the money that he's obviously made, he's, he's a very down-to-work person or at least he seems it. And yeah, I think I guess that quote really sums up his whole attitude to, towards business. You know, he's um, not known for being the sort of the, the stereotypical cigar-chomping, fat-cat businessman. And yeah, it's definitely something that makes sense to me. I think the money is a nice thing to have and a, something that comes out of having a business. But really, the reason people do it, the reason people put so much time into their businesses and take all of these risks is that it's a way to be true to what your your ideals are and your values are. And I guess delivering value to um, the people who use your service. I couldn't agree more. It's a, It's that visionary concept to try and solve problems and do good in the world. It's uh, so cool to uh, to see people that are you know really driven to to kind of change the world. And I think business is an incredible vehicle to do that. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, Greg? And um, I'll I'll tell people a little bit about Dr. Preneurs. Sure. So I'm Dr. Greg Goodman. I'm uh, currently a resident entrepreneur. So I'm uh, studying internal medicine in Boston, and always had kind of a passion for entrepreneurship. Uh, started as a social entrepreneur with the vision of trying to save the world, I guess. Uh, really uh, you know, interested in uh, sustainable healthcare clinics and you know, did some work in uh, Honduras and Guatemala and you know, put a student group together and put a partnership with a nonprofit and built a uh, sustainable clinic in Ethiopia. I then launched two businesses on my kitchen table during medical school. So you know, really was kind of passionate about you know, not only studying, but saw kind of a big vision for you know, helping young you know entrepreneurs really build their dreams and uh, when I graduated medical school uh, went full-time I joined a company remedy partners I'm sure we'll talk about this on the show but you know in the United States there's a lot of exciting new models of healthcare you know looking at payment reform and really driving innovation and spent two years working there as an innovation fellow helping to build out our, our physician quality program and both our patient and physician technologies and back full-time, finishing up my residency, and I'm also the founder and uh, host of The Modern MD, which is a weekly podcast interviewing today's best entrepreneurs. So really excited to team up with uh, Dr. Pner and 
help uh, continue to inspire the global physician entrepreneurial community. Fantastic. That's quite the CV you've got then. <laughs> Still going. You, you know, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> a, it's, all, it's all about having fun. So if I'm yeah, having oh, fun, that's... Uh, that's the key. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, thanks for that. I guess I'll just um, explain Doctorpreneurs to people. Uh, so some of you will be viewing this from the Doctorpreneurs website. You may already know what it is, but you may also not heard of Doctorpreneurs before. So Doctorpreneurs.com is the global community for medics, so junior doctors, medical students, and other healthcare professionals who are interested in healthcare innovation and medical entrepreneurship. It's something that is run by a core team of medical students and doctors, including myself, who all of whom have an interest in this field. We basically see it as an area of growing interest. We're seeing lots more clinicians interested in how to innovate healthcare, how to set up uh, med tech businesses, how to use technology to address some of the problems in healthcare. It's an incredibly exciting field and it's one that I think clinicians can deliver a lot of value in. So we set up Doctorpreneurs as a a free-to-use resource and a community for people who want to come in and get a foothold in this exciting world. Myself, uh, my name is James Gupta. I'm a fourth-year medical student at Leeds University in England. Uh, I have a master's degree in health informatics. I'm interested in the healthcare technology aspect of it, as well as the business side. When I got started in medical school, I joined a startup company called Jump In, which was a student taxi booking and sharing company. So absolutely nothing to do with healthcare at all. But it gave me a fascinating insight into the whole startup world and the things like crowdfunding and accelerators allowed me to f- follow a lot of passions that I'd already always had, but ne- didn't necessarily have the opportunity to pursue in medical school. We grew that company and eventually sold it. And since then, I've been working on an online education platform called Sign Up with a colleague of mine, and we'll be launching that in a couple of months. That's so cool. Exciting to see, you know, medical student entrepreneurs community. And I think, you know, today's weekly topic. So every week, you know, we'll launch a topic, you know, discuss in depth, you know, some of the really fascinating and and hot topics in the doctorpreneur world. This week is why are doctorpreneurs best positioned to be visionary leaders and create the future of healthcare and James, I don't know if you want to kind of start off and, you know, just tell me, you know, why are docs interested? I mean, I think we're, we're really a unique uh, group of entrepreneurs. It's, it's always exciting. I'm, I'm always passionate to see the uh, physicians kind of coming up with cool businesses. And I think we have a unique perspective in healthcare that's you know, very different. Yeah, well, we, we do have a, a very unique perspective. So uh, Doctorpreneurs, obviously, is, is a mashup of doctor and entrepreneurs. There were doctors and medical students who were interested in pursuing entrepreneurial activities that you know, may be setting up a business or it may be uh, setting up a project uh, within your existing job. I think that the reason we add a lot of unique value is the fact that we're actually on the ground dealing with patients day in, day out, and we've got a lot of experience in that area. If you're addressing the problems facing healthcare from a top-down perspective. So if you're a politician or um, if you're the the leader of a, a technology company, you might be able to postulate some of the problems and have a go at trying to solve them. But I think without that on-the-ground input, especially in healthcare, which is such a complex, dynamic industry, you're not really going to have a chance at doing something truly innovative that actually delivers value to patients. So you're going to have to have clinical insights to your product pipeline somewhere along the way. And if you're going to do that, why not do it from the ground up and have a doctor like at the core of your team really delivering that value? I couldn't agree more. I It really, in my mind, I think doctors need to be leading the charge and, and really 
you know, kind of mm-hmm. promoting and, and innovating and being a part of it because, you know, the ability to take care of patients and understand the complexity to that, mm-hmm. come up with a beautiful solution, but implementing that and, you know, getting patients to adopt that, getting physicians to adopt the technology. Yeah. I think it's really complicated. And, you know, I think that's one of the, you know, core reasons why I'm, you know, super passionate about helping other physicians to really launch, grow, and and innovate in the space is just because I see it as uh, a, a, as part of the solution or the solution to really, you know, building and developing things that ultimately impact the patient, impact the bedside, and help physicians and patients continue to have that, you know, special bond that we had in, you know, 1950 when you did the home visit. How yeah. can we do that on yeah. scale? Yeah. And that's what, you know, that's the promise of technology, isn't it? It's, I guess it's, you want to, you don't, no one wants to get rid of that uh, patient-physician relationship and the, the trust that's enshrined in that. But at the same time, technology can it help inform the decisions that you're making. And like you said, scale the service you're offering to a larger area and a greater amount of people. What do you think? I mean, I think there's many reasons why physicians kind of join the entrepreneurial uh, world, but what do you think kind of drives, you know, some of the physician entrepreneurship? Yeah, you're right. There's, there's lots of reasons. I, I often try and think of which are the main ones. I guess the main one I keep coming back to is the fact that medicine, especially the way that it's changed in the last 10 years or so with things like evidence-based medicine and the increasing number of algorithms, guidelines and protocols that are in place is a very top-down sort of endeavor a lot of the time. And it doesn't necessarily leave a lot of room for your your creative input. So you know you can't wake up one morning and decide that you're going to start treating your patient this way and see what happens, right? Which is obviously <laughs> a good thing for your patients. But it, that's led to safer medicine. It's led to more consistent healthcare for people, which is fantastic. But at the same time, it's taken away the ability for medical students and doctors who are. I think, you know, intelligent, creative people on the whole to, to sort of really leave their mark on the field of medicine. So as it's become more systematized, you've, you've taken that away from it. Whereas at the same time, the, the 20 and 30 year olds that are coming through medicine now are looking at the, the rise of the 20 something entrepreneur, you know, people like Mark Zuckerberg and the other really interesting companies coming out of Silicon Valley. And they're sort of saying, look, when young people are put in charge, all of this innovation happens and people can be doing all of these amazing things. And you know, I, I want to do some of that or I want to be able to do that within my own industry. And so I think that's part of the reason that's driving a lot of medics, um, junior doctors and other professionals to start up their own businesses or to start up um, improvement and quality audit projects within their own hospitals. There is a rise. I mean, there's articles written about the dropout doctor and you know, physicians yep. <laughs> looking to uh, go away from the clinical side of things and, and really focus on building and changing the system at a whole, which is kind of solving problems to your point. You know, a lot of medicine now is you know, very evidence-based and, you know, we're trying to measure quality and, you know, produce consistent results. But, you know, I, I still think there's a huge amount of opportunity to continue to, you know, innovate and, and make things better, safer, cheaper in ways that, you know, we face on, on a day-to-day basis you know, basis. And so I think there's a lot of people kind of driving towards being a part of that. And uh, it's, I think it it couldn't be more of an exciting time to practice medicine and and to have that kind of skill set, which I think is a unique skill set that any startup company in the, uh, in in the clinical space or or the medical space should, you know, really have, you you know, I think an entrepreneurial physician at the get-go of the, of starting a company and not build in a vacuum and truly understand the, uh, 
the true problems at the bedside. Yeah, I think that that's I think that's true generally. I think it's especially true in healthcare because I think yeah, if you were a the the non medical founder of a, a med tech startup or something, I think you'd be astounded by all of the sort of bureaucracy you've got to go through, all the different layers on healthcare, all the things that can go wrong that your product needs to take into account. And a doctor will be able to tell you those sort of straight off the bat, but it would take you years to discover them for yourself. You know, trying to implement solutions to your point in, in the healthcare arena is very you know complicated. I know, especially mm. here in the States, you know, you have the payers, you have the patients, you have the physicians, you have the family members, you have all these you know different components. So, you know, how can you really combine that and understand that physicians in many ways are a really integral or maybe one of the most essential components to really driving innovation. And hopefully throughout the show, we'll inspire many, many more, you know, young physicians and medical students to, to kind of join, join forces, you know, see the importance of kind of becoming a physician entrepreneur and, you know, really driving that innovation. Yeah, no, hopefully. The other thing, uh, and, and probably one of the things, um, you know, that physicians are really nicely positioned to do as well as we're all about delayed gratification from undergrad to med school to residency. You know, the, I know the training process is slightly different, um, both here and probably out in the UK, but I think um, it's long either way. <laughs> it's a long road either way. And so the startup world kind of takes time. It's like any other journey. I think you've got to spend time to learn it. So I'm excited for all those that are listening that, you know, hopefully we can inspire you to start taking the steps and, you know, get going and, uh, in the process, um, it's a really fun journey, and I'm sure you can also attest it's a it's a fun uh, opportunity to be creative. It it's incredibly fun. It does take a long time, but on on the other hand, stuff also just happens very quickly. You know, my first app went from about ten downloads a day to fifteen thousand, <laughs> literally overnight, and that's just that's the sort of thing that can happen in this world. Like, you know, you might, your company might get endorsed in a retweet by Stephen Fry or something like that. And that just totally changes, you know, what you were planning to do that day. And it's, it's a bit unpredictable like that. And then obviously med- medicine's also unpredictable and you can have surprising days in its own right. But I think one of the things I love about running my own company is the fact that every day is totally different from the last. It, un- unexpected things happen. You know, we, we meet people like yourself and, and start up this kind of enterprise. I, I didn't think two weeks ago that I'd be doing this podcast with a physician entrepreneur from the States, but here we are. I've no idea what's going to be happening next week, but looking forward to it. I love that. I mean, I'm I'm honored to be on the show with you as well. And, and maybe one of the things we'll talk about is that startups really value kind of progress over perfection, which is very different from medicine, right? We try and yes. gather 95% of the data before we tell you, you know, what's going on with you, which is very different from you know the uh, the startup scene, which is yeah, that's <laughs> such a actually yeah, it's um it's very risk averse in medicine again for very very good reasons in the uh, literally the worst you can do in medicine is is kill someone and, and that's fairly bad. Whereas a startup scene, it's um it's accepted that you're going to have to take risks because otherwise one of your competitors is going to take that risk and get there before you do. So yeah, you're always tinkering about with things. You're shipping stuff, releasing stuff that is uh, probably earlier than you ideally should do before it's perfected, but at least it's out there. I think that's a, that's a struggle for me, actually, uh, getting out of that sort of perfecting it, collecting all of the evidence sort of mindset to getting to a point where you got in, you can say, no, we've got enough evidence now to make this decision. It's not 100% or even 95%, but it's good enough. We're going to have to go with it now. 
I don't know if that's something that you've encountered in your own sort of journey through these series. I definitely think I have. I, I think I struggle more on the uh, on the physician side of things. I think I've always been more of the kind of, I wouldn't call it a wild west, but, you know, I, I've always been, you know, quick to move and, you know, I have to take a step back oftentimes. It's, uh, you know, in, in the healthcare arena and just slow down and, you know, make sure that I'm collecting the data. So I, I've always enjoyed kind of the speed of the entrepreneurial world and it's just different than healthcare. So you might take your own battle wounds. You might, you know, uh, have something that fails, but I think failure in entrepreneurship is fine, which is very different than in healthcare, right? I mean, you know, well, failure you think, is, is harm, right? Yeah, I, the, the harms is much more real in in healthcare. You could make a mistake on if you, even if you're working at scale on something like Facebook, you could make a mistake which takes the site down, which will be catastrophic and you probably lose your job for it but no one's going to die whereas yeah healthcare something you said then just sort of made me think something that i think is quite interesting i think it comes down to differences between what people think of the gut feeling and the sort of experts intuition between healthcare and in startups so in healthcare it, today the gut feeling is something to be to be shunned a lot of the time and you you're taught to sort of replace your gut feeling with this evidence and with sort of statistics and algorithms. Whereas in the startup world, it, because this data isn't already out there, because in a startup, by definition, you're doing something which hasn't been done before and the evidence isn't there, your gut feeling is really what's driving the business, which is, I guess, is opposite to how it works in healthcare. That's kind of a teaching point for all those medical students or physicians listening is that, you know, to you, you kind of have to change that hat or change the mindset know where you're mm -hmm. you know much faster to pull the trigger take in less data and i think here there's going to be even more data you look at the big data companies a lot of you know data scientists i think there's going to be even more drive towards really understanding not only the individual patient with precision medicine but you know population health so yeah. i think i think the data is always going to be there i think it's going to be even a new type of data or additional data layers uh, which is a little bit different, I think, in the startup scene. Yeah, my, my advice on that would be your, your gut feeling is probably what inspires you to start a business in the first place. So, you know, why not trust it going forwards as well? Exactly. But then switch back to the data mode when you're <laughs> not seeing patients. So as long as we're able to do that, guys. <laughs> yeah, to, please, please shift to data mode, right? <laughs> yes, uh, pl please shift to data mode. Dragon <laughs> things, not endorse gut exactly. feeling. Exactly. Push the button, data mode. So you're good. <laughs> Should we go with the Ask Doctorpreneur question? Yeah, you know? let's go. What's, what's the so question? So the weekly question that we'll launch. We want to really inspire, I think, and in, in you guys have done such a nice job at Doctorpreneur with, you know, inspiring the community and building it out. So, you know, please submit your comments. Please submit your questions. Uh, we have a question that I think is a very common question. So, James, how do you you know, manage this entrepreneurial life with kind of medical student life? How do you balance entrepreneurship with kind of medical training? And how do you see that going forward? Yeah, I get I get asked this one a lot. My joke answer to it is that I have a standing order with Red Bull. But um, <laughs> and I am a fan of Red Bull. But no, it's, it's about managing your energy. I think I put a lot, a lot of time into business, a lot of time into my medical studies, obviously. I've sort of learned how to manage my time effectively. So I, I know the difference between when I'm working on something with the right sort of energy and when I'm just sort of working on something because I feel like that's what I should be spending time on. So, I, you know, I know where my sort of value cutoff is. Other than that, it's sort of really rigid with yourself. So I make sure that I make sure that I'm spending time in the right areas and that I'm using the right tools to help me do that. So when it comes to managing the business, we've we've got an extended 
remote team of eight people working on it now. We keep in touch with tools like Slack, Basecamp, project management. I'm always at the other end of my phone for when people need to um, run things by me. So I make sure that even when I'm in clinics, I can keep the business side of it running and no one's held up on account of me. We're running with a larger team than we would otherwise need at this stage. But the fact that my co-founder and I are both still in med school, it means that we've had to build the team quite quickly. So we found a bunch of directors who can, we can now comfortably delegate large chunks of work to and they act uh, pretty much autonomously yeah i guess we've just set up the company in a way that is realistic takes into fact takes into account the fact that we are still studying it's just something that we're both really driven to do so i I think if you're really driven to do it you will find a way to make it work as sort of cheesy as that sounds it just happens to have been true i don't know if you've got anything else to add based on your own experiences to highlight a few things because i thought you brought up some really great points there I think it, you know, I kind of see it as well that you can kind of, if you manage your time right, do both. And I think a lot of people find that really challenging, but it is really about time management. And then the other thing that you, or one of the other points that you made there was that it's really about effectively using your time and being incredibly, you know, efficient and adding a ton of value. It sounds like you've learned Mm. to delegate your work really well and I'm, I'm um, getting there. I've not been so fully learned yet, but I'm getting there. But I, but I think that's kind of also how I work. It's, uh, you know, there's this passion kind of driving a lot of what I do. And so I think you're willing to work the nights. You're willing to work the weekends. Yeah. You're willing to kind of figure out creative ways to, uh, to kind of leverage your time, leverage yourself, you know, working hard and, and being able to balance. For me, I really need a creative outlet. I think I do better, you know, when I'm working on something totally. else as yeah, well yeah. as the uh, – the clinical side of things. So I feel like I function better overall when I've got my brain kind of in multiple different ways. So it's a, I think it's a fun balance. You know, it's a good time to start, you know, learning entrepreneurship during medical school because it takes a long time, just like any other, uh, you know, skill set. I think you've got to kind of learn early that way, you know, as you kind of progress through your physician training, depend on your path, you can add value and uh, take different roles and, and get fairly involved yeah. with some of the opportunities that you wouldn't be prepared for had you not, you know, been experimenting and trying to build things, uh, you know, during your training. No, that's definitely true. It takes a lot of learning. It takes a lot of mistakes as well. There's just some that you can't avoid. And there's things people will tell you, like, you know, all these experienced sort of entrepreneurs, they'll tell you, give you bits of advice, and you won't really take it on board until you've lived that mistake for yourself. Then you realize what they were trying to tell you. So if you can <laughs> experiment in a relatively low stakes way with that in medical school, it makes you a lot more valuable when you start to go into it um, as a doctor or as a full-time endeavor as well. Should we go into our kind of last section here, which is our clinic of greatness so every week we'll we'll kind of uh have a tip and i think this week we have the famous tagline uh from nike which is just do it you know to me that's all about just going out there you know very similar to richard branson just being yourself just going out and doing it me and you uh two weeks ago spoke about this show and we just launched today so you know it's really about moving fast it's you know it's about going out and doing things and you know being driven by passion so i don't know uh what your thoughts are on the nike uh, swish sign. Yeah, I, I, I just really like, it's a, such a simple saying, but I, I relate a lot to it. The whole just do it thing. There's a certain amount of planning that you want to have in place before doing something uh, like a business or any sort of project. But part of the fun with being on a startup is that 
to an extent you are making it up as, as you go along as bad as that sounds i guess my analogy for it is um it's like you're in one of those cartoons where there's a, there's a train coming and you're building the train track as it's coming along and you're trying to keep up with it um that's sort of like what the business is like for me uh like i know roughly where I want it to be in six months time or in a month's time in a year's time I know roughly what the strategy is to get there but I'm discovering new ways of doing that every day and so it's all fluid and it's part of what makes it different rather than waking up and saying yeah I'm on day 78 of my master plan today which would suddenly make it a bit more boring and finally you've got to just do it because um, if you wait for someone else to give you permission to do it uh, or you're waiting for the perfect time to do it you'll find that that day just never comes. So if you just wake up tomorrow or if you finish this podcast and decide you've got an idea, just do it, make a start, do some more in it tomorrow and see where you end up in a year. And we're excited to share with the Doctorpreneur community and and leave comments and we're excited to hear your thoughts on the show. James uh, Gupta, it was an honor to be on the show with you. I'm excited to launch Doctorpreneur, so thank you. From Greg and James, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, remember to subscribe to the show and check out www.drpreneurs.com for more.